Hello, everyone. Uh, welcome back to another episode of the Free Thinkers Media Network podcast. Uh, my name is Noel, and I am your host. And on tonight's show, we're going to continue our topic on the history of school shootings in the United States. And for those of you who listened to part one of this um, podcast subject matter, um, I became interested in this particular subject matter to conduct research to find out when did this actually first happen. Um, basically, my interest was pointing was pointed towards trying to see if maybe there is some kind of a um, you know a connection or a trend or similarity um, if you know uh, throughout history as far as why it happened then and why it's still happening now. Um, And we did pretty much gone over, I think over like three cases thus far. Um, But I'm going to do something different tonight. I'm gonna try to kind of like go through as many um, historical cases as I can. And then I will, I will kind of give my my own personal feedback on it. All right. So, all right. So let's continue. Um, last time we left off, uh, June eighth, eighteen sixty seven, um, at New York City Public School, a thirteen year old brought a pistol loaded and kept without the knowledge of his parents or school teachers and shot and injured a fellow classmate. That's where we left off, eighteen sixty seven. Now, all right. So let's move on. December twenty second. 1868 in Chattanooga, Tennessee, a boy who refused to be whipped and left school returned with his brother and a friend the next day to seek revenge on his teacher. Not finding the teacher at the school, they continued to his house where a gun battle rang out, leaving three dead. Only the brother survived. Whoa. Okay. March 9th, um, 1873. Salisbury, Maryland, after school as Miss Shockley was walking with four small children, she was approached by a a Mr. Hall and shot. The schoolmaster ran out, but she was dead instantly. Hall threw himself under a train that night, so he committed suicide. May 24th, 1879, Lancaster, New York, as the carriage loaded with female students was pulling out of the school stables, Frank Sugar, a telegraph operator, shot and severely injured Mr. Carr, superintendent of the stables. March 6, 1884, Boston, Massachusetts. As news of Jesse James reached the East Coast, young kids started to act in the same manner. An article from the New York Times reads, another Jesse James gang. Word was brought forth to the 5th police station tonight that a number of boys were using the the Concord Street schoolhouse for some unknown purpose, and a posse of officers was sent to investigate. The gang scattered at the approach of the police, and in their flight, on drew a revolver and fired at Officer Rowan without effect. However, William Nangle, age 14, Sidney Dukin, age 12, were captured. The other five or six escaped among them. 
the one who did the shooting. The boys refused to disclose the object of their meeting, but it's thought that another Jesse James organization has been broken up. So <clears throat> what I can basically say here, it seems to be that um, within the early 1700s, 1800s and down, that these, these kids, I mean, now in the United States, you have to be a certain age in order for you to apply for a gun. But I'm looking at the history here. It was worse because these kids were actually, they had access to guns. Um, and it, was, it seems as if like it was permissible for them to basically be able to have access to guns at the age of 12, 13, 14 and to be doing this. Um, so access seems to, to be a common theme here. Um, so historically, the same issue that we're having now is the same issue that we were having in the past which is easy access. The only difference is it's a different age group. Um, yeah, it's a different age group. Okay, March 15, 1884, Gainesville, Georgia. In the middle of the day, a group of very drunk Jackson County farmers left the Jug Tavern drinking and shooting their revolvers as they headed down the street, driving people in their, into their homes. As they approached the female academy, the girls fled the schoolyard into the school where the gang followed swearing and shooting, firing several rounds into the front door. However, no one was hurt. Oh, thank God. I guess it's because they were drunk. Uh, July 4th, 1886, Charleston, South, South, South Carolina. During Sunday school, Emma Conley shot and killed John Stidley for circulating slanderous reports about her, even though her brother publicly whipped him a few days earlier. So access and revenge, of course, and then there's issues of uh, mental impairment, mental illness, drinking, okay? So it's a mixture of a lot. April 12, 1887, Watertown, New York, Edwin Bush, a student at the post-dam norm normal school committed suicide by shooting himself in the head. Men mental illness, okay? Depression, okay? June 12, 1887, Cleveland, Tennessee, Will Guest went to the school and fatally shot Miss Irene Fan, his little sister's teacher, for whipping her the day before. Now, fortunately, um, you know, in our public school system, ain't nobody whipping no kids, um, you know? So I could imagine, you know, um, wow, yeah. Thank God we don't have that going on, you know, as far as kids going to school and getting whooped. And, and this seems to be also an underlying um, issue here in the early 17 to 1800 that a lot of these kids were angry because they were being whooped. They were physically being whooped. But then the problem is that during, during that, that, that time frame, you know, kids had easy access to guns. Yeah, so easy access to guns seems to be an issue here. Um, and it's still the same problem that we're having right now. But the only difference is the age, the age group has kind of shift to age 28, 21, 18. Um, you know, at that age where they can actually go and apply for a gun. You know, but back in the early... 17 and 1800s they were 12 and 13 doing this so we have significantly 
improved. My gosh. All right. June 13, 1889, New Brunswick, New Jersey, Charles Crawford, upset over an argument with a school trustee, went up to the window and fired a pistol into a crowd schoolroom. The bullet lodged into the wall just above the teacher's head. So yeah, these kids back in the days definitely had access to guns. It was kind of like a normal thing, you know, uh, for them to be carrying pistols around. The first known mass shooting, okay, this is really interesting. The first known mass shooting in the U.S. where students were shot was on April 9th, 1891, when 70-year-old James Foster fired a shotgun at a group of students in the playground of St. Mary's Parochial School, Newburgh, New York, causing minor injuries to several of the students. The majority of attacks during this time period by students on other students or teacher usually involve stabbing with knives or hitting with stones. Okay? So this is interesting here that they note that the majority of attacks during this time period by students on other students or teachers usually involve stabbing with knives or hitting with stones. So, um, although that there are actually instances of shot being fired, <clears throat> this particular report indicated that in the absence, in the absence, like, you know, in the absence of guns, um, they were still using deadly weapons, which was um, knives and stones. So one of the things that I really think is just the emphasis on on accessibility is important. I think that there should be laws that are passed um, to basically reduce specifically individuals who suffer with a mental illness. And then secondly, um, I think that there should be an emphasis more on mental health as far as establishing programs. I think the government really needs to put more money into what is driving these young people um, you know, to commit these atrocities, to commit these crimes. Now, we know from looking at this historically, there were a number of reasons that actually caused this. And maybe this is like a, a foreshadowing um, and a reflection of what we're going through right now, um, specifically. And we know that there, there are instances here that I've read that dealt with substance abuse, mental illness, um, depression, um, and also revenge um, seems to be a common theme. And then, of course, the age group was really like young, 12, 13, 14, which seems that during that period of time that at that age they really had easy access to guns now this particular statement here says that the majority of attacks during this time period by students on other students or teacher usually involves stabbing with knives or hitting with stones which means that although that there were guns being used okay there were still incidents of you know, students committing violent acts on teacher and students, but instead of guns, if they couldn't get guns, they substituted they substituted that with knives or hitting with stones. And this is something, and this is why I think that part of like it has to be a real um, balanced argument 
of course, yeah, people talk about, you know, accessibility and creating, you know, stricter laws. But yet during the that time and period of time, you know, they still had ways of, you know, attacking other students. So if it wasn't a gun, it's a knife. If it wasn't a knife, it was stones. So in another word that if we are simply just focusing on denying access, because the argument is always denying access, but if they can't get guns, they're going to use something else. So therefore, I think that it should be a balanced approach to really look at how we can reduce access because accessibility seems to also be a common theme here that started in the early 1700s but also looking at how much money that we need to basically put into the system school system to ensure um, that the mental health issues are being addressed in terms of anger um, anger management revenge um, also and when it comes to uh, bullying um, in America I think we're living in a society where you know it, it seems to be kind of like a pluralistic society where people are able to say I identify as this and I identify as that and I'm this person and I'm that person but that doesn't usually mean that even though that the person has the right to identify as who they are that they're going to be socially accepted so there has to be some kind of work that is done on a micro level, okay, first and foremost, to look at the curriculum, and then on a macro level, to really look at to really look at how do we address the mental health crisis in this country, specifically when it deals with students, because the 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 the, the last situation in Nashville was a former student who identifies as a transgender that went back to that school and then began to, you know shoot fire and you know we I'm, I'm, I'm not her therapist and I don't know what transpired when she attended that school but I think that the, there needs to be a balanced approach accessibility seems to have been a, a, a consistent theme the only thing that that changed I think looking at this historically is the age group and it's pretty scary I mean my goodness Thank God um, I didn't live in the 1700s going to school. <laughs> I mean, I'm looking at the data. I'm like, whew, these kids were young and they had access to guns. And when they couldn't get access to guns to commit crimes of revenge, they went with knives and stones. So we definitely have to, um, you know, look at a, a balanced approach in terms of addressing this issue that it just can't be to deny access but it also needs to really look at on a clinical level starting from a micro level to a macro level how can we address the issue with anger revenge um to reduce you know for the first thing that a person will do when they feel that they're being threatened or they're being ostracized is that they're gonna go buy a gun even though they can't do it at that particular time. So it seems as if, for instance, a student who's who's a freshman in high school could be bullied throughout the, the four years that he's there. And then when he becomes of age to be eligible to go purchase a gun, then all that anger that sits there may be 
may push that individual to say, okay, now that I'm able to get a gun, I've been bullied. I feel like I, I wasn't accepted or whatever the case of the scenario is. I think that it has to be a balanced approach, mental health, um, and also um, denying access. But if we deny access, there you know, the person who's enraged is going to find another way to hurt people. So that's why I'm saying not only in terms of denying access, but also looking at mental health. Because regardless of we take the guns away, they're going to use knives or they're going to use stones. And this is the, the, the situation that happened early in history, that when they couldn't get hands their hands on guns, they pretty much used whatever that, that they could in order to you know, get their anger out. All right. So I want to thank everyone for tuning in for the night. And those of you who's going to be listening to this podcast throughout, um, thank you so much for listening. And hopefully you guys can find something meaningful from this and share, 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 share. So we can, uh, can help us to grow. All right. Have a good night.